Welcome to the Moose Room, everybody. I am recording. Just double checked. Uh, we are without Dr. Bradley J. Hines today. He, I know it's it's awful. Um, we had a topic lined up, and now we're having to really scramble to find a new one because Brad and I were planning to argue a lot today, talk about vaccines, and it's just not going to happen. So, uh, the reason that he's not here is we have some terrible weather hitting Minnesota now, and and he just had to get some stuff done at the dairy. That's that's life as a farmer, and yeah, we may had to not take like, care of the calves. Yeah, we might not like to admit it, but. Bradley does a lot of work, so uh, yeah, he's got he's got plenty going on at the dairy, and with COVID going on, he's doing a lot of it himself because you can't have a bunch of workers at the dairy as well. So yeah, we're without. So him today. that's a long way of saying you just get me and Joe today. Yeah, you're stuck with us. Uh, so what are we right? Because there's like the OG three. I don't know. I we're like no the idea. dynamic duo. I think we have to be the gruesome yeah. twosome. Got gruesome twosome. I think that's probably <laughs> her, 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 her. <laughs> okay, so not the gruesome twosome today, no. people. We're just gonna roll with that that theme. You know, Bradley's not here because of bad weather, and we're just that's what we're gonna talk about today. Haven't talked about it on the yeah. podcast much. It's something that strangely enough happens every year weather changes into winter we get snow we get ice we get and yet we're so surprised every time it happens every time every time you know that first snowstorm is probably the worst because no one's quite ready for it in minnesota we like to practice like a huge just huge piece of denial like if we don't think about winter maybe it won't actually happen that kind of thing uh, it says you, not me. I like winter. I know you got that figure skating connection, and and, I know. and now you're you're training to be a hockey referee. All these winter things that you got going on. Yeah, yeah. It's you know I'm a I'm a winter enthusiast indeed. Let's get into anyways. it. Anyways, well, yes. Anyways, let's talk about weather. Snow is the one that we always think about. I think actually the bigger factor for me is wind. Uh, wind mm, yes. is a bad deal. We can handle a lot of snow, a lot of deep snow, but you get that in combined with wind and you get all these big drifts and it, it, it buries cattle, it buries calves. It just becomes a huge nightmare. So for me, that's, that's the thing that really bothers me about severe weather is the wind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And wind also can impact facilities. I mean, we know it's happened here in Minnesota where barns have been destroyed just by strong winds. So I think that that's a really fair concern to have. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we, we, we put out spots on the radio and we try to warn people when weather's coming in, you know, what do you, what do you do? How do you be prepared? Like, what do you do with cattle, especially beef cattle or in Brad's case, dairy cattle that are out on pasture, Right. when you know it's, it's on its way and you know what it's coming, what do you, what do you do? And what's the most important thing you can do? Well, it definitely changes situation to situation, right? Depends on how far out your cattle are, what kind of facilities you have. Do you have the ability to get cattle inside? Because of course, like if you can get all the cattle inside, you should. Yeah, and I would say it also depends on the time of the year, right? Because I think back, oh, it's been quite a few years now when in South Dakota, there was winter storm Atlas. And that was a very, very early winter storm. And so these cattle were out stranded on pasture and they didn't have their winter coats grown in yet. Um, and it was, yeah, wet and heavy snow and windy. And a lot of cattle perished because of that storm uh, due to those conditions. So I think it's really important to be mindful of that too. Is this typical for this time of year? You know, are the cattle biologically ready in that they've put on those um, heavy winter hair coats? Or 
are you also dealing with, you know, it's wet and it's cold and they're not going to be warm or whatever else it may be. So, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely have, um, a, a horrible example that we, that we had, you know, that we learned a lot from, you know, it's a tragedy that it happened, but with that, that South Dakota storm, I mean, that was, that was all of a sudden tons of snow, tons of wind, you know, drifting cattle buried. I, for the most part, we're talking about, you know, about 5% of the, of the region's cattle died in that one event. And that was yeah. a massive loss for that community. And, and that's something you have to be, be ready for, or at least have something in place. And so we're, we're, we're back to, you know, what do you do about these kind of things? Well, the first step is usually to have a plan so that if something does happen, you're not scrambling and making it up as you go, you know, you know what you're going to do if you know there's something like that that's uh, on the way. Yeah, we we love plans here at the Moves Room. No, plans absolutely. and management and cleanliness and all of those things. Exactly. And I think all of those really wrap into what we're talking about today, right? Is just being organized, knowing what is where, knowing what the plan is, what's going to happen in XYZ situation. There's definitely gray area. Again, we're painting this pretty black and white. Like you need to have a plan. You got to have time to prepare for winter. And we recognize that there's a lot of people out there that that have cattle. It's not their day job, right? They're working off the farm. They don't have a ton of time, might not have a ton of facilities. So the thing that I like to point out a lot is that cattle, cattle are super hardy. They can get through a lot. They're tough animals. And if they're conditioned mm-hmm. to the weather and at least they have a hair coat, uh, they can handle some pretty cold weather with not a whole lot of help. Uh, and right. really the help, like we talked about right away, is the wind. You know, a wind break is by far the biggest thing you can do for, for any cattle, whether you've got dairy or beef cattle outside. It, it doesn't really matter. The wind break is the most important piece. Uh, yeah, and, and that can be the trees or I know people and Bradley has some at the Darien Morris that are, you know, man-made, built with slats of wood. So and that is a really inexpensive project that you can do. Uh, just to help provide that little extra piece of protection. Absolutely. And and I think when we're talking about windbreak specifically, you know, you'd, you'd prefer something a little taller with not a whole lot of gaps. Uh, and that that's because you don't want it to turn into a snow fence, right? That then just piles snow behind it and your windbreak becomes not super effective. So for, for me, the windbreak is most important. And that that brings us to, you know, if, especially if you got cattle on pasture, uh, the windbreak is the focus of where you put your feed. You know, mm-hmm. the, one of the best ways to get your cattle congregated behind this windbreak is to just get feed behind it. And they'll, that's where they're going to hang out. Uh, water, feed, uh, put that behind the windbreak and the cattle will just kind of naturally go there if you don't have the ability to make them stay behind that windbreak. Yes. And thank you for mentioning water along with feed, you know, tie back to a recent episode that we had about the importance of water, even in the winter. And you're right. I mean, water, food at its core, it's life to animals. And so you're right. I mean, that's, they will seek that out. And so I think that that is a very good strategy to put those near each other, because if you don't, the cattle are going to choose the feed and the water before they choose the windbreak. Absolutely. And so that way you aren't, you aren't setting them up to be stranded. Right. And, and cattle, cattle do get buried. And, you know, I, I think one of the big temptations, especially with pasture is that you see that, you know, there's a, a creek bottom or, or some kind mm-hmm. of swale and, and you, you want to put the feed there and like have that act as a windbreak. And, you know, initially that's an okay thought, but if you get enough snow with enough wind, 
that's the first place those drifts get massive and that you can actually bury cattle by putting feed and water into those spots and trying to use those spots as a windbreak. So you're much, you're much better to try to find a windbreak on something that's really flat and not worry right, about level, trying to put them yeah. Yeah, in, a, in a creek bottom like that because it, it, you can actually do more harm than good if you're trying to do that. The other piece of this is bedding. Bedding goes a long way too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get a good bedded pack started or know that something's going on, you know, obviously two days isn't enough time to start a bedded pack, but to get some really deep bedding out there, especially for your calves, that's going to help a lot. And it's going to keep them warm, uh, keep the cattle again congregated behind that windbreak, use each other for warmth. Uh, it's going to go a long way. So now we're down to windbreak, food, water, bedding. That's how you keep cattle where you want them if you don't have the ability to pen them in or have fencing or, or facilities. And I'm not focusing on buildings on purpose. Like if you have the ability to bring cattle inside, just get them inside. But right. that's not. Yeah. Not Don't waste every, your time with this crap. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, not everyone can do that. Water. Let's talk more about water because water. it's a big deal. Uh, and especially as it gets cold, you got to be checking it every day. And then we're talking about the aftermath of the storm as well. Like you got to, there's a lot of damage obviously that can happen with these severe weather incidents and these, these events. And uh, you got to be looking at, all right, what's the fallout of that? Uh, And there's uh, maybe consequences from the storm that you didn't think about initially. So it's a great time to double, triple check. Is all the water working? Is everything available for the cattle before you turn them back out after the storm as well? Yeah. And water kind of touches on a broader and very important topic of utilities, you know, especially on dairy farms. We were talking about this uh, before we started recording, Joe, on, you know, backup power generator. Do you have one? Is it ready? You know, what do you need to do to get it ready? Those types of things too, besides just water, you know, those other things that you need that are essential to -to day-to-day operations. Yeah. And and that's, you know, it's probably my least favorite way to arrive on a dairy early morning for herd check to drive into the driveway and see that the, the tractor's out, you know, connected to power and the PTO spinning. And, uh, you know, that that farmer's had a really bad morning already. And, uh, yeah. You, and that's sure. when you just back out of the driveway, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you send a later. phone call and just be like, Hey, are we still on? I'm on my way, even though you're yeah. already there, just to make sure <laughs> that you're giving that farmer every excuse to to unload his plate if he can. Yes, I think that there's there's a lot of power considerations as well when we're talking dairy specifically. So again, we're back to having a plan. Uh, you got to be prepared yeah. for when that happens uh, and and because it's going to happen eventually and it might not even be related to severe weather at all. You know, we were talking about this too, Joe, a part of a plan and And in my, you know, farm safety work, I talk a lot about emergency action plans. um, And and that includes having one for inclement weather. And something that, you know, when we think about power and water and these other resources, it's really important to just kind of think about the layout of your farm, right? Like, where are things located? And in this type of situation, do we need to turn things off? Do we need to make sure things are running? Do we need to move or relocate things? You know, it's it's better, like you were saying at the beginning of this, Joe, like to to plan for it to kind of be prepared instead of in the moment needing to make these decisions when you haven't really thought about how the layout of your farm impacts how you can respond to emergency situations. 
Well, and and I think that's a huge point. You know, it, it comes back to the plan and and being able to have the plan ready to go also involves yeah, just knowing your system and your operation super well. Part of that I think is really helpful for me if I can see it, if I can if I can see that map and I can see, you know, where are we gonna have to go to get cattle? How long is it really gonna take? Are we better to leave them there than trying to get them home? All these other things. So I think that that's a huge piece of it. If you can get a big image of it, really talk through everyone and include everyone on the farm that you know is going to be involved. Now, Emily talks about safety and her role in safety. And one of the big things that I always, always really push in, in all of this is to say, you know, yes, your cattle are important. You should feel some responsibility for their care and, and should feel like you need to do everything you can. But at a certain point, you can't sacrifice your own safety. Uh, and there's some really, really bad conditions. And especially when we talk about big drifts and snow and trying to get feed to cattle and things like that, getting stuck, uh, you know, and a lot of farmers working on their own, there's some very unsafe situations. So you need, you know, slow down the first step, like we've talked about in the past when we talk about safety, slow down really think it through and decide is the risk too great for you to put yourself out there and be unsafe? Yeah, I think that's a really great point, Joe. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, and, and we've, we've seen this time and again in all sorts of situations, blizzards, fires, et cetera, uh, people doing everything they can, can to save their cattle. And, you know, sometimes at, at the loss of their own lives and, I think that, you know, it's, it's good that you bring that up. And, and I remind people too, that especially for cattle that are outside, they are animals. They, they have some of those natural instincts they can rely on to get themselves where they need to be or make sure that they have food or a water source. Not perfect, not ideal. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I will always say, you know, you, you need to come first. And I say that really on the mental health side, but applicable to all areas of your health and your safety is, you know, you, you have to take care of you first. Um, so yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, Joe. There you go. I, I'm just, mm. I, I've heard some very crazy stories about people doing some uh, incredibly dangerous things all in the name of trying to take care of their animals. And, and it, it worries me uh, how willing some people are to put themselves in danger. And I get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah, it, it makes some sense, but you got to draw the line somewhere and just kind of keep in mind that you got to take care of yourself. Uh, the other thing we haven't really talked about so far is that we're talking really about one-time events. Mm -hmm. If these things go on for longer, right? I mean, especially when we're talking about cold, extreme cold for long periods, you know, you got to be prepared to do this, not just for a day, maybe two, you know, what if it gets so bad that you're doing this for a week? You know, and, and we've definitely seen that here in Minnesota. It's an issue. So you got to have a plan for that, too. So we're back to planning, making sure you know, OK, what if I have to do this for more than two days or what if I can't access certain things? How what if you know, what if the tractor doesn't start? You know, you got to have a plan for this. And I think most farmers are are so resourceful that they could probably figure it out in the moment. But it would take a lot of stress off of everyone if you could have a right. plan for those things ahead of time. Yeah, you don't have to MacGyver your tractor to get it to run your generator. Exactly. Which so. then which then becomes even more dangerous because now you're in, right. you know, severe weather conditions and you're trying to to run on equipment that you've kind of pieced together, all these different things, right? right? Yeah. Um, the other yeah. piece of that cold issue is uh thinking about feed. Uh when it gets that cold, 
these animals need more calories. It's just the way it is uh, to maintain. And that comes back to also making sure that your animals are in the correct body condition to start with. You know, if they, if they're too, too thin or too fat, they're not going to be able to get through and weather some of these severe uh, events. So make sure they're ready to go into it and prepared on the animal side as well to deal with as much stress as they, they can. And then, yeah, making sure you're feeding extra if you have to based on the temperature. Yeah, absolutely. And those are just regular wintertime considerations to make too, making sure there's an increase in feed, again, access to water, all of those things. But, you know, yeah, we're really viewing this through the lens of severe weather, a storm, or yeah, a shorter period of time, a more acute event. Uh, but I think that these are important reminders for all winter long. So the last thing we'll talk about here before we wrap up and we have a pretty short episode is uh, on the business side, you know, making sure that mm. you're covered on the insurance side for, you know, some of these things. If you're not, I mean, you got to make sure you're asking those questions when you're, you're talking to your insurance provider, you know, am I covered? Uh, you know, yeah, everyone asks about lightning and all these other things. And, you know, we didn't even talk about flooding today, but that's another huge disaster that you need to be prepared for. But but are you covered for these severe events, you know, outside of what maybe the government might be able to do and subsidize, but is your insurance company willing to work with you to cover these severe events? If you can show that you're doing everything possible to protect your animals. Yeah. And I would say that's a reminder too, that you should be checking in with your insurance agent at least once a year to make sure your coverage is up to date. I know people that have built new buildings and just, simply forgot, uh, you know, to call insurance and then there's a fire or something happens and that building's not covered. And yeah, so I think that that's a really good reminder is look into those things, ask those questions. You know, it's important to be in communication with those folks too, so that when things like this happen, you have a relationship with them. When you call them and go, you know, my barn roof collapsed because of snow or whatever it may be. Yeah, I, I mean, so definitely check in, make sure that you're covered on the business side. Uh, and and after that, you know, remember, above all, keep yourself safe, slow down, remember not to panic, remember that the the livestock, cattle, whatever species you're working with might also be inclined to panic if the if the weather event is is bad enough. Um, but stay safe, have a plan, have a plan, plan, have a plan, maybe make up another plan. And yeah. then Maybe then another have plan. a plan for the plan. Yeah. A backup plan for the backup plan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Several plans. Several All the plans. plans. But, and that's, but that's important to, to note too, is that plans are very fluid, is have a, a rough idea of what you want to do, but also know that you may need to be flexible. A certain part of your plan may fall through or not be possible if it's blocked by snow or out of power, whatever it might be. Well, and I, I just remembered something that I really wanted to say. So this is actually the last thing this time, but uh, <laughs> we're in Minnesota. Uh, I love to believe that Minnesota nice is a real thing. Reach out to your neighbors, make sure that you're checking in on everybody around you as well, whether you need help or making sure that they don't need help. Uh, checking on everybody around you, lean on each other. That's, that's a, a lot of what gets us through some of these things. You know, maybe the simplest plan for if your tractor doesn't start is to call down the road and ask the neighbor if his tractor started. And as long as you're making that plan ahead of time and talking to him about it, perfect. You know, that's the that's that's a, a great solution. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to use, you know, the the neighborhood or they say it takes a village and 
And it really does, even in situations like this. I remember our neighbors that we would call on for certain things growing up, especially in the winter, you know, who has uh, a tractor that has chains on the tires, those kinds of things. So good deal. All right. Well, we're going to stop. Was that actually the last thing? Or It it is. We're going to wrap now because we're going to stop talking at you. We got plenty of material here. You're sick of uh, listening to us. I am actually up north and I'm in the middle of a blizzard right now. Yes. Poor, poor Joe up north at a cabin for the holidays. I know it's, it's a tough life. It must be hard. Yeah. Wow. The middle of nowhere. There's no people, Uh, no offense to anybody out there, but it's kind of nice. All right. We we know Joe, you don't like people. Well, Bradley doesn't like people. I know. You're you're people neutral. I love people. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. You love people. I'm people neutral. Bradley hates people. Yes. All right. If you, that's all you need nice. to remember from this episode. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it there. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have comments, questions, scathing rebuttals, please send them to the museum at umn.edu. That's T-H-E-M-O-O-S-R-O-O-M at umn.edu. Check out the website, extension.umn.edu. And check us out on Facebook at umnbeef and at umndairy. We're also on Twitter, finally, just happened at UMN Moose Room. Also, and you can also find at UMN Farm Safety on Twitter. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, I miss Bradley. Yeah. He just brings the right amount of negativity. To There's just some, yeah. Like, I feel like we, <laughs> like we, we agree too much. <laughs> we agreed too much. There wasn't any negativity. There wasn't any snide comments. And there was We're no one to make fun of. We're just here to have a good time. There's no one to make fun of either. This is awful. Thank you.